Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Rage! Welcome to a special, dare I say, platinum collector's edition of Paul and Rach, because not only is it episode 600... Yeah, that'll do. All right, feels yep. like it sometimes, but it's, <laughs> no, it's about 600. But not only are we doing the show Japanese style, yep. not only are we doing the show while little Asher is sleeping, so let's see how this goes, <laughs> but also you are in the middle of a real disease zone right now, Rach. Yeah, I can smell the delightful waft of Glen 20 because you've had the old gastro going around the family. Oh. See, this is the one thing about family life that is quite a negative, and that's once little Bubba oh, gets sick. Oh, there's more than one. <laughs> <laughs> once, I'll draw up a list. Once little Bubba gets sick, it's merely a matter of moments before it goes around the rest of the family. But also, what? Like, I get it that a little kid's immune system is terrible and mm. gets knocked for six. But how is it that some little mutant gene that comes out of daycare can just smash mum and dad for six? I'll be honest. I said this to you earlier in the week. Mm. But I resembled more yabby pump than man. (laughs) Both ends and I lost four kilos. I'm not bullshitting you. Four kilos. Kilos. Forget about Jenny Craig. This is the diet to go on. You know, that's exactly what our friend, darling Dan Ganane, said. said oh, mate. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about the five and two diet as a way of going? Anybody who says your body really needs no nutrients at all to properly <laughs> process the stuff that you put through it. No, it doesn't. That's why you have a liver and kidneys <laughs> and things that are supposed to process the crap that you put in your body. You're just not... nothing. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to starve yourself to get healthy. I find this 5-2 thing ridiculous. And then when people are like, I'm losing so much weight, it's like, no shit, you're not eating for two days. Oh, well, there goes my whole announcement of <laughs> the next month or so. You know, um, I must just say at the beginning here that 2.0 doesn't listen a great deal to the podcast. Oh, why? What's, <laughs> has he got a little problem with PMAS? No, he doesn't, not he at do, all. Now, where's he on the... Oh, he is so cool, calm and collected. So I you, mean, you can say you love me? I can say I love you, we can hug, we can... I mean, he's absolutely not one of these that's all about, oh, my God, you tell him you love him? That's weird. Hang on, well, you make it sound like that's happened. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This has been our great, hilarious thing throughout our entire relationship where everybody that we've ever worked with has always thought we're in some kind of sexual relationship. So what's she like, mate? (laughs) I don't know, but if you've heard the podcast, Missionary. (laughs) So 2.0 was hanging with his parents, and I think mostly, you know, it's not like he doesn't take an interest. He hears enough of my yapping outside the podcast. What are you going to hear it again for? Correct. You know, he is. He lived the stories. He lived the stories. And if he hadn't, I've rung him and told him about it, and who needs to hear him a third time? God love you, but uh, you do love a share. I'm recognising that more and more these days, and it's mostly born of the fact that my family, particularly my mum and dad, never spoke about anything. So it is like this (laughs) cage. Bird that's finally come out into adulthood, and I'm like, I'll talk about your ovaries, I'll talk about your poo problems. I mean, honestly, there is just, I, I want to talk about it all. So, 2.0 is hanging with his family on last weekend, and his uh, mum starts to ask about the podcast. Oh, no. And he says, well, why don't 
we give it a listen? Oh, Jesus, don't. Now, last week in particular, I don't remember if you recall, but we did a lot of poo gear. We yeah, did some was... loo roll gear. We did blowjob gear. Um, we did probably the full collection of what you don't want your... Boyfriend's parents to hear. Yeah. Uh, So, how did it go down? No, it seemed to go quite well, I think. She loved it. Mad Ruta, I recognise that term. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Forgive me for harping on about the sickness thing, Rach, but there's just two little moments I had to pass on. Uh, One, don't you love that it doesn't matter how smart you are, doesn't matter how old you get, somehow. Flat lemonade and sayos will cure cancer. I love being sick purely because you know my diet, both liquid and solid, is boring at the best of times. But when it comes to vomies, I'm into the ginger beers. I'm smashing the old Powerades. That's my fave. A oh. red Powerade. Oh, my God. I would vom all day for a red Powerade. I see you those and I raise you the Hydrolite Icy Poles. Oh, I've never, I saw you post one of these up on Facebook. I've never seen you them You can before. get them from the chemist. You go, there's like 10 of them whack it in there and it's just I'm telling you talk about five and two diet people but <laughs> it's it's amazing but I don't know what it is but the there is some magical crazy healing power in very minimalist food but nothing above nothing beats jelly jelly because nowhere would you make jelly at home there is no reason for adults to make jelly at home That's but you true. know what my missus did for me when what? I was just yakking my guts up and blurting out my backside <laughs> just in case everyone wasn't aware of what had happened <laughs> And how you lose four kilos. I didn't lose it in surgery. <laughs> it was sort of gold panned out of yep. me. <laughs> we're, we're all across it now. I love She's that. She's made me the lemon jelly. Just mwah, mwah. It's why they must serve it in hospital. There must be some sort of special healing power of jelly. Okay. Hallelujah. I'm all in on the jelly. Okay. We are going to have a moment of disagreement. Oh. Severe disagreement here. Talk to me. You had me at jelly, but lemon? Oh, no lemon jelly? Lemon? You are not one of these people who thinks lemon sorbet is an acceptable dessert, are you? Um, with chocolate? (laughs) No. I'm a yin and yang man. I mean, I love my sweet and sours. I love my bitters and sweets. I love all... That's how I work, baby. Lemon, to me, is the most pov flavour oh, of all the flavours. Next, flavors. you're going to tell me you don't like mint. Mint? <gasps> mint? How have we gone this long? <laughs> this is problems. You are not... You, They've oh. got like a mint flake coming out. <clears throat> really? Oh. Mint? That's what you brush your teeth with. That's the taste you get in your mouth after the chocolate when you're brushing your teeth. It's not to go together with the chocolate. Mint is one of the best ever. No. And what are you putting lemon with chocolate? The the acidity of the lemon with the chocolate? What are you doing? Who is this crazy woman? (laughs) Can I have my friend back, please? And feel free to comment on the Facebook page. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. I've realised that there is... (laughs) You're looking at me. Very closely. I'm looking at just beneath your chin and top of your chest. So I just was looking at like your neck. Oh, I have one single chin pube that comes out from time to time. Is it there? Sometimes no, it, it looks good. It grows very quickly and then I don't realise and then I'll do something like hmm mm. and put my hand there and I'll realise that the pube's there and, and nobody said anything and it's growing out there like an old lady with a mole on her chin. Anyway. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Clearly you notice this far more than we do. I do, a lot. And the best bit is when I notice it around people that I don't care what I'm doing and I actually try and pluck it. And I just sit there picking at my chin. Anyway, I'm a catch. So, <laughs> hi plus two's mum, who now listens every week. 
<laughs> oh, she wants to know what we get up to now. So, mm, mm, <laughs> yeah. really, mm, okay. Yeah, I, I particularly enjoyed the bit when uh, I, I made reference to the fact that I enjoy conversations during that oh. whole sexual time. So that's always good for your future mother-in-law to know. Still don't understand why you're all <laughs> sitting around listening. Why is it not just a project? <laughs> why aren't you applying yourself? Well, it's like this thing, you know, when we bring up the podcast when we're on the telly and some mm. guests will sit there and go, oh, I'd love to live. That'd be, that'd be oh, great. Yeah, yeah. And you know that, okay, they might listen for about five minutes mm. They'll and then go, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, this this isn't politics. This is a little different. <laughs> yes. So anyway, the behaviour, not to go back again to loo roll, that I've discovered is a bit embarrassing is when you buy loo roll, not in your usual weekly shop, but when you go to the local convenience store, mm. I did this the other day and, and it was just because we'd run out and I wanted to stock it up. But as well, I was... I'm aware of toilet paper running out. <laughs> I'm aware of the concept. <laughs> so now that everybody's on board... Yeah. So everyone, Rachel's teaching radio students at the moment, so she's clearly in the... Now, guys, don't assume people know what you're talking about. Okay, guys. Hey, hey, Michael. Michael. Jerome. Jerome. Up the back. Okay, Jerome, I know you think you're going to be a star, but you need to pay attention to this, okay? You don't just say buying toilet paper. How do people know what you mean by that? Because there are some people that are very present listeners, some are little uh, uh, sacient <laughs> listeners. Yeah, okay, right. Did you've, I get you? You've stung me there. Yeah, good. So <laughs> I was walking down the road with the toilet paper, but I realised people... One foot in front of the other? <laughs> <laughs> I realised people... going to be a long story. I know it is. I know it is. I've really dug myself into it here. I was walking down the road and people were looking at me with this look of, oh, things are desperate. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. you really need to go. You haven't had to wait until Woolies. Usually there's a bit of an air of mystery, <laughs> but this time it's like, okay, everybody thinks that you're Everyone, basically... Everyone, <laughs> dirty bum. Dirty yeah. bum. We have a crisis here. I-, I wanted to just link this, though, to something that I was reading about this week, which is one of my favourite things at Oscars time. Mm-hmm. You're going to be interested in how I'm going to link the two of these together. Okay, I'm looking forward to this because I'm trying to work out what one of your favourite things about Oscars is, apart from the lack of black uh, nominees, black which nominees. sort of is your racist thing. No, that's it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm big on that. And by the way, is it when did it become Yarda Pinkett Smith? She's, she's renamed herself Yarda Pinkett Smith. She's a f- Oh, come And you know on what? Now. I hope you didn't beat that. Yeah. She is a f- Okay, you better repeat yeah, that one. Yeah, repeat that one. I did. So the thing around Oscars time that I love, and I'm sure Yada would love too if mm. her husband was nominated, mm. uh, is the Oscars nominee goodie bag. Oh, they love it, don't they? I love it, P. Murray, because nowhere else is there a more delightful collection of crap that there is not a market for, but that rich idiots will buy. Oh, absolutely. But also, this is this is rich idiots who already are given a gold statue. Yeah, exactly. It's a bag of f- you. <laughs> so the, the the only thing I will detail out about uh, about this bag is the Joseph's Toiletries luxury toilet paper <laughs> that they've put in there. The luxury toilet paper. Luxury toilet paper valued at. Okay, wait. If if you I was going to tell you that it was luxury toilet paper, what is the Maximum you would pay for luxury toilet paper. Is this per roll, presumably? A pack of luxury toilet paper. Uh, okay, in crazy America world, I'm going to say $50. How many sheets would you like for your $50? Um, of gold toilet paper that massages <laughs> you and yes. also doubles as a bidet? Yes, yeah. Oh, 
the thousand. Okay. What about Joseph's luxury toilet paper for three hundred and eighty nine dollars a pack of twenty five sheets? That's not toilet paper. That's that's gold leaf wipes. You are honestly, literally <laughs> flushing fifteen dollars down the toilet every time you take a dump. Oh wow! Can you? This is this is ridiculous. What so, are the properties of luxury toilet paper? Okay, so Joseph, because I know you have spent the afternoon researching this. Have I? What? So not only hold my calls. Not only is it tied with a ribbon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But its selling points are that it's made of 100% tender virgin new growth cellulose fibres. To be honest, it should be made of 100% tender virgins for $389. Jeez, imagine if you got that gig. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. Right, since we mentioned them last week, yourtango.com through the roof. <laughs> I promise I won't do this every week. Okay, all right. But i got to squeeze it a little more. <laughs> Eight crazy things that happen to your body when you have uppercase tons of sex. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who is riding this garbage? Number one, you become more susceptible to UTIs. <laughs> Probably true. Yeah, it is true. Number two. Queefing becomes a normal occurrence. Oh, my God. Or occurrence, depending on which way you want to say it. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you need to worry about pronunciation in a sentence that includes the word queef. <laughs> and what I'm loving is a lot of blokes going, what's queef? We're not going to call it what you call it. <laughs> Number three on the Your Tango list of things that happen to your body if you have too much sex or so much sex so often. <laughs> yep. Sex leads to more sex. Oh, thanks very much for the update. We've got to throw one boring one in there, I suppose. Well, hang on. Can I do two? You might become flushed in your face. (laughs) You're listening to Paul and Rach. Quick bit of celebrity news. Quick bit of celebrity news. I haven't done one of those in a while. (laughs) I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. We're not going to talk too deeply about it. I'm just going to make a passing comment. Mm. And that is that I feel... There is a... Pointlessness to it. (laughs) There is a pointlessness to it. A strange sort of like, you know what? I don't really believe that sport is, as the, you know, great pointy-headed lefties like to say, distraction from the masses, man. So corporations and and evil companies with ties to big business can, you know, (laughs) screw over the people, man. But then when I say, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, I go, perhaps there is a slight theory in, look, flashing light over there while we do evil shit over here. Exactly. Now, the thing that I've observed in the last few weeks is that, while for 40 plus weeks of the year, celebrities can cry foul when gossip sections of websites and newspapers and things want to delve into their private life. Mm. For six weeks in the South African jungle, they're really letting the celebrity news reporters put their feet up on the desk. By it's just coming to them in, in a bow as if it was luxury toilet paper. Oh, uh, you, Shane Warne, think that Liz Hurley's relationship with Hugh Grant is the reason that your relationship ended with her. Filed. You know, they're basically... You know, Shane Warne said what about Steve Waugh? Exactly. And these are all the things that if a journalist or a reporter, I don't want to say journalist, if somebody in the celeb business sat down and asked you... If someone paid to transcribe a conversation. Yes. That's, that's what we should call them. Exactly. Exactly. The transcribers. <laughs> and even then, I, that's an insult to stenographers. 
Because <laughs> they have to sit through murder trials. That's it. But if a celeb goss person sat down and asked, what do you think the reason, Shane Warne, is that you broke up with Liz Hurley? He'd say, too personal a question, mate. mate. not talking about mate, that. Not, not talking about it. But put me in a f-ing hat in the middle of the jungle and I just, oh, what do you want to know? Let me tell you it all. There are cameras watching you chumps. But also, what a massive surprise that B-grade nobodies from last year's show who got a chance to do this year's show talking about this year's show, people don't like and it doesn't rate very well. Mm. Are you serious? <laughs> Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach, I always love seeing your stuff when it pops up news.com.au. I also like when news.com.au gets my attention with rubbish like this. Kind of how to use your chopsticks. What? <laughs> written a bit of a how-to. <laughs> this is how the end of your chopsticks is supposed to be used. How were people crying out for this content? Oh, I know, but I close the computer there. Because <laughs> I care not for their long and, I'm sure, well-researched dissertation about the ancient art of chopsticks. But I've got to say, while it's a little 101, Rach, I am always quite surprised by the number of people in 2016 who still have quite the aversion to chopsticks, a little bit scare-scare. Mm. Um, one of our dear and darling friends doesn't like using them at all. If you, you can be at uh, any sort of Asiatic restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, can I get a do-over on that word? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think we should stick with it. <laughs> Uh, all right, bugger it. Is that uh, if you go to any sort of Asian restaurant and then they, they'll always say, oh, have you got a spoon? Have you got a this? So I understand the anxieties that can come with food. But really, how do people f*** up chopsticks? This is the thing. and I To love, the extent where they need the which end do you use? We both love this, uh, this person dearly, but I, I truly believe he needs to back himself in a bit further in understanding that he could actually master the chopstick. Like, when I, it's not I'm, brain surgery. But also, I'm pretty unco. Like, you know, mm. ask me to throw a ball, kick something, whatever. Nine times out of ten, it's going to go terribly. Yeah. But I've sort of worked out clasp, push, down. Yeah. I, I particularly like the, the people that embrace the chopsticks, but still then just stab their dim sim. Yeah, after a while, she's going, no, bug this. Or eventually just hold it and we'll try and cut through. Yeah. My dad's favourite, and he was big on the chopsticks. He, he was very adept, you know, mm. and spent a long time in Asia. And well, uh, you know, back when he was a swinger. This is it, right? Back when he was uh, wheeling and dealing and uh, flying first class and things and doing all sorts of things that I think are going to become apparent later on in life and I'm just not going to want to know about that he was getting up to in Asia. But his big thing was, because he spent a lot of time in Asia, uh, he was, you know, he did things how the locals did them. It, meanwhile, we're in Dremoyne yeah. <laughs> at the Lucky Dragon. But, but about yeah, right. <laughs> lemon sauce, that's massive right now. In the... This is how they do it in Guangzhou. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they so... don't order steak, Dad. <laughs> so his big thing would be that because Asians, and I think this is mildly true, but they, they tend to sort of put the bowl right up to their mouth and basically like shovel the rice in, you know. They so... They're fast eaters. They're fast eaters. But, you know, when it's a, a Western family, it, it just looks rude and a bit odd when you're sort of sucking the food. And he's like, this is how we do it in Asia. Oh, we. Oh, we do we, it in Asia. Oh, he's rolling limb now, is he? <laughs> Eastern tradition meets Western family. Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Really, really quick additional celebrity news. Additional celebrity news. Sorry, I'm throwing every word in. <laughs> I like that. So I tweeted about. Um, I very rarely tweet about Ariana Grande. In fact, hey, I hey, never do. We don't have to go to these links. Do you just want to promote your Twitter account? <laughs> no, I don't. At Rachel Corbett, everyone. No hyphens. Jump on board. No, no hyphens. Underscores. No underscores. At 
Rachel Corbett. Two T's. Yes, that's true. While you're there, at PM on air. There you go. Or Instagram's really my thing at the moment, at PM off air. So now that we've got that out of the way, there was a, a video that was doing the rounds of Ariana Grande doing a impressions of Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears and Celine Dion on Jimmy Fallon. Now, I thought it was really good, so I sent it around. And then I got a little like from what I thought at first glance was Ariana Grande. Oh! <laughs> but when I actually looked, it was clearly the cheap Chinese knockoff because I'd been liked by Ariana Gennard. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Rach, there's nothing that blows you out of a movie more than something that's filmed in your hometown that's dressed up not to look like your hometown. Oh. Now, let me explain. Uh, Superman Returns, the Brian Singer movie from years ago, Martin Place was supposed to be Metropolis at one point in time. And once you start recognising, oh, that's a Commonwealth Bank. Um, (laughs) You know, it's not as amazing as perhaps it (laughs) once was. Well, I had this experience where I was really looking forward to a movie. Um, I'd heard a lot about the movie. It starred one of my favourites in Kate Blanchett. But then I started to notice slowly but surely, hang on, hang on, hang on. The movie is called Truth. This is the movie uh, about... Dan Rather, the, the newsreader in the US, who slowly but surely got sacked because of a story that he did with his producer, played by Kate Blanchett, into George W. Bush and his sort of shitty war service record. Essentially, the bloke sort of, you know, was, was uh, pushed into this sort of five-star brigade of blokes who didn't really have to drop any bombs and didn't really have to go to Vietnam. Is this an old movie? It uh, sounds interesting. No, I'm on board. This is it. No, no, it's, it's, it's sort of out now. It's on your iTunes. It's all of those things. Oh. So, of course, it's all this intriguing sort of, you know, American story that's got elements from Texas and elements from Florida, and it's really about the big corporate heavyweights there in New York. Or <laughs> it's got Martin Sachs from Blue Healers oh. playing some American lawyer. It's got Steve Bestoni from Police Rescue giving what? it a bit of a run. A whole collection of Australian theatre actors that are traipsing through it playing sort of bad American accents. Yes, there's Kate Blanchett. Yes, there's Stacey Keach. Yes, there's Robert Redford. But the piece de resistance yeah. is, that the, is, is that the CBS News building where so much of the fighting takes place, is the Premier's office of New South Wales. (laughs) It's literally Governor Macquarie Tower there uh, at at end of Phillips Street in Sydney, and it's supposed to double up for an American skyscraper. Isn't it interesting how we spend so much time wishing that we were America, you know, as Australians, and then the minute they come in and start using our joint, we're like, hang on a second, go to the A-grade stuff. Yeah, come on, no, 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 mate, you don't want to, you don't want to have that. It, it just has a bit of a touch of, you know, did you? Low Australian dollar. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Just because we've done two now, third bit of celebrity news. <laughs> of celebrity news. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it took us three times, but we got there. Don't forget, for all your celebrity news, at Rachel Corbett. <laughs> at Rachel Corbett on Twitter. And while you're on Facebook, go searching for Rachel Corbett, writer, broadcaster. <laughs> Great chick. Well, thank you for that. Uh, I just wondered if you wanted any um, updates on Gavin Was from season one of The Block. <laughs> Dear God. Now, look, while well, I wish no harm to them, still alive? <laughs> still alive. 
and just 100% in active wear. They live in my part of town, and I come across them all the time. Now, I walk every morning. Do you still do the laugh? Like trying to go, hey, guys, remember me from eight years ago? (laughs) I haven't seen a lot of laughing. But I do get a sense of big men about town still, you know, this, and, and you'll still notice, you know, there's some, I mean, we've had so many re- reality shows come and go, and you wouldn't remember half the people on them. And it's interesting that you get those specific characters from time to time. We're still walking around in the morning. I can see people go, let's get more. Yeah, for some reason, they stick out a little. They stick out. So I I've, guess anyone from the first or second series of anything. I think, yeah, exactly. But it was like, God love Jack Vigeon the other day. Who's Jack Vigeon? Great point. Former winner. <laughs> of Australia's got talent. He oh. was out there. So at 18, he was one of these sort of, you know, beautiful little boys who could sing like an angel. Oh, is he the one that got the fake teeth? Uh, yes. Oh, right. Who uh, I think had already found God, but anyway. Okay, yeah. Uh, and is now working in aged care. Oh, no. This, this, I mean, that's a really worthwhile pursuit, and yeah. I think that that's great. But the thing is that there's this assumption that you're going to go on to... You know, well, it's sort of the greatness. promise of the show. Exactly. And at some point, as we keep saying about these shows, at some point someone's going to realise, so who's been a star in the past 10 years? Oh, that's right. No, no one. one. Yeah. So Gavin was, they're still, you know, managing to, to keep their celebrity high in my part of the world. But, um, you know, I've seen them a bunch of times out walking in the morning. I thought, fair place to be wearing active wear. I'm wearing active wear here. Uh, and I thought it was just one of those things that you do when you wear exercise. I like active wear at general times of the day. Um, but the, the other I was in a Chinese restaurant in my suburb, and Gavin wasn't there in active wear. Oh, hang on! I think you've got it's a, not a. It's not a. It's not a. You can't cash in your celebrity that much, you know. No. Like, What's well, an A to B wear? That's the yeah. thing. Active wear is A to B. Anyway, I promise that's the last time I'll update you on the movements of Gavin was from season one of the blog. But don't forget to follow Rachel on Twitter <laughs> at Rachel Corbett. Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Oh, pointless American crime news. <laughs> But no, we're not. Oh, come on now. Well, I went out on a limb and you left me there. Pointless American crime news. There's a dude who has been accused of throwing a live alligator through a drive through window of a Wendy's. Why? Three and a half foot alligator lobbed in there. Unsurprisingly, what state do you think this happened in? Drunk. Drunk's a better answer. Oh, what was it? Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. I've decided that we need to rename the term bucket list to never going to do list. (laughs) The bucket list should be a to-do list, Mm. but it has become a never going to do list. See, the thing I... Look, while I do not look forward to your demise in... 90 years time. Yeah. But I do have a vision of you being in the final weeks of your life, just saying to the doctor, no, I'm checking myself out because I've got to jump out of a plane. Yeah. You know why, P. Murray? Because I treat my bucket list like a to-do list. So do you believe that a bucket list is, is a contract? Almost. The yes. one something okay. I think you need to put things on the list that are actually things that you intend to do. Yeah, you right? can't say I'm gonna be an astronaut. Exactly. You, that that's not a bucket list. Your bucket list is the things you want to do before you die. It's not the things that you wish you were equipped to do, but no you never do. There are some certain things that are on everybody's bucket list that we need to just wipe off now. For those of us who are not millionaires, can we scratch off the holiday in the Maldives? <laughs> Can we get rid of that one? None of us are going to pay $5,000 a night to go sit on a beach 
when there are plenty on the east coast of Australia. Yeah, I'll give you the tip. Go to Hamilton Island. You don't even have to go to Qualia. That's and it. you still get to see some nice stuff. This is it, right? Can we scratch off learning a language? Oh, Correct. Because we are, you know, it's a different thing when you're backpacking through Europe or you live in France and can just hop a Eurail to another country and learn a language there. But in Australia, you might have one French friend in your lifetime. Correct. And Who Spanish. are you talking to? Spanish. Spanish. Well, okay, in America they do it because half the population speaks Spanish. Exactly. In Australia... Good luck. Yeah. The best you can pull is uh, at the, which I was desperately embarrassed when a boyfriend of mine once insisted on ordering completely in Spanish at the tapas restaurant. Oh, in Darlinghurst. <laughs> oh, God. Thank God you broke up with him. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. And that's our little potty. Thank you very much for listening this week. I'm so glad we went an entire episode without having to pretend to have given a f- about Molly on Channel 7 this oh, week. yeah, I know. But, like, I'm sorry. Remember when we talked to him on the radio and he was nasty? Oh, he was a dickhead. He hung up on us, didn't he, or Yeah, it was because or... it was a Melbourne storm, remember? And he was all bitchy. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I mean, I don't hate Molly Meldrum mm. at all, but I'm a little miffed as to how he became... Bigger yeah. than Ben Hur. Did you see any of the? Not the a show? second. Well, no. I mean, they previewed it every two yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. And part of this is the thing. I don't know about you, but sometimes over previewing of something, movie, book, whatever, makes mm. me go. You know what? You can have it. Yeah, and also I'm pretty sure you've done all of the good bits in the trailer, and that's why you're plugging the crap out of it. And to be fair, I had to keep so much room in my IQ for here come the Habibs. <laughs> I was. Just about to say that. Did you? I didn't see it. I listened to portions of it because uh, some of the people that I'm teaching at afters, we've been going through like putting together TV packages for the radio. Um. So we've done a bit of it. So I've heard it by proxy just in uh, the little bits and oh. And that sounds like some comedy gold. So is it Acropolis now? Uh, Acropolis now is good. (laughs) (laughs) I like a saucy race. Yeah, it's it's pretty. From what I've heard, and I am once again speaking as somebody who hasn't seen it. From what I've heard of this television show. (laughs) (laughs) As somebody who hasn't seen it from start to finish. It's it's a little underwhelming. Yeah, yeah as you say, it's all in the promos, and the promos weren't that amazing. Anyway, the way you can get in touch with us is simply uh, jump onto Facebook, but really the way to say day is to get a five-star shout-out. The deal's pretty simple. At the end of the potty every week, we like to say hello to people like you that are kind enough to subscribe and give us five stars in iTunes. Uh, write a question, say day, whatever you want in the review, we say hi to you on the potty. We love that you've made the effort, and we like to say hi. And little Asher, just a little behind-the-scenes thing here, is hanging on to daddy right now when we got there when we do this this is why we're wrapping up now because it's almost cry time (laughs) so a big shout out to captain blackadder captain blackadder (laughs) what a name uh he said been so long since the show ended must have been an old school listener you know it has been you know what happens facebook pops up all the time those this happened six years ago six years ago i know we were at the christmas party for our first year at triple m it makes me cry i want to think it's only last year it's a really long time ago don't get why do you keep (laughs) saying this are you trying to celebrate how old we are yes anyway blackadder we're we're glad that you're back and listening to us via podcast and it's great to have you around uh a big shout out to bunkalo one who's titled his or hers true feelings oh beautiful (laughs) You two are great. You're as funny... As a hat full of assholes. No, as a bucket of porridge. Oh. I I feel like that's 
a pat on the back and then a slap in the face. I think there's something nice in there. And yes, that is my kid playing with the microphone. And no, I'm not going to move it away from your earbuds. <laughs> and finally, Timmy Toodles, who said, best potty going around, super jealous of Paul's cigar habit. My wife is way more strict than SK. Jealousy is an interesting word. I know, right? Uh, and also, I'm so pleased you shoot up in an alley. <laughs> <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. But finally, the highlight of every podcast is when Rach reads a porno. Oh, sorry, earmuffs. <laughs> All right, now the uh, co. What's the safe word for this week? Good question. What have we spoken about? Uh, well, Molly, the Habibs. I reckon we should do something about the celebrity toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Just two ply. You've got to say two ply, okay. and that is that's the code word for the. <laughs> All right. Work. Even though I'm sure Joseph's is probably about seventy five ply, it better be yeah, three hundred eighty nine dollars at twenty five. Okay, earmuffs, Sasha. <laughs> Only Rachel's is going to say some stuff that I don't even understand. All right, here we go. Today's story is titled "Around the Bend." I'm going to read this to you, Asher, because oh. you seem interested, and this is so broken and wrong. She can't hear you. Remember, <laughs> wink. <laughs> I'm also trying to stop her from crying. Yeah. So if I pay her attention, it might work. Okay, I would love to know at what point in this she's going to cry. Okay, so here that's we, officially when we we'll broke see. her. This is when we break her. I would also refer you to the very first word in this uh, in this article, which is a name, but the name is Muley. <laughs> what Muley and I? M U L I E. Muley. Muley and I. We're not just making up the content now; we're making up the names. Correct. Muley was the girlfriend of a mate of mine, so I had to wait until he dropped her before I could make the move. Well, he's a gentleman. <laughs> When I did, it all happened pretty fast, so I never got to ask him why he gave her the shove. I was just happy she was in the cab next to me, speeding back to my place. When we got there, we were tearing each other's clothes off and hashing as we were stumbling into my bedroom. We were so ready to two-ply. The first time I noticed anything different about her was when she bent over to take off her shoes and she could practically put her chin on the floor. I was pretty impressed checking out her two-ply, two-ply, peering out from between oh <laughs> yep come you on. can get the gist then i noticed her grinning face down between her feet she grabbed her legs and stayed in that posse then beckoned me over to two ply her from behind so i do and the next thing you know she bends over even further so her head disappears entirely as she reaches up to grab my ass with both hands she was practically looking oh <laughs> I was struggling to keep my balance, so we shifted onto the bed, and I tell you, it was like she didn't have any bones in her at all, apart from mine. Oh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> She'd have both her legs behind her head as I two-plied her, two-plied, two-ply, and then one would sort of cross over in front of my face, and she'd be in a completely different posse facing the other way. She could pretty well tie herself in knots as <laughs> she's enjoying this, and she never stayed in the same posse for more than a few minutes. We had a fling for a month or so and then I had to see a chiropractor because my back was rooted. Oh. Turns out that's why my mate chucked her. Yeah, and yeah. she's clapping. <laughs> oh, this is so wrong. <laughs> Say bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. I think she's traumatised. <laughs> see you next week. Bye. You're listening to Paul and Rach.